Welcome to the Sex Travel Sports Food Podcast with your host, Cousin Cornbread, on A-N-D-S Radio. That's ain't no damn station radio. We're delivering this straight to your earphones, your car speakers, and sound bars on that Wi-Fi, hotspots, Ethernet, T1 lines, shared data plans, or however you get on the internet. And we about to go ahead and get this commentary in and solve life's problems. Y'all ready? Set. Go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cornbread. Hey, what's up, man? Y'all welcome to Sex Travel Sports Food with your favorite cousin, Cornbread. And we back for episode number 13, man. And uh, this show is going to switch it up on y'all a little bit because I got uh, y'all favorite cousins, places to... Nina Boo. Hey. In the building. You know what I'm saying? She done came over here and crashed <laughs> my That's podcast. That's what we do. That's what we do. She gonna hit me up like she do always. Last minute. No plan. <laughs> Pisces. Free yeah, Pisces spirit. fish just swimming in the ocean wherever <laughs> the undercurrent takes her. And uh, so she done crashed this joint. She wanted to come on here and make me depressed today. Nah, Talking man. about stuff. Um... You know, she came over here. As soon as she walked in, she was judging my muffins that I had sitting on the counter. Talking about I got diabetes and uh, my foot going to fall off. That's what she do. Every time I eat something that's delicious or or, or great to eat, because it usually has sugar in it. Now I got to Now she talking to her. I'm a. She she always goes to this foot thing. I'm just trying thing. to look out for you, man. But what's up with the foot? How come you always talk about <laughs> it's gonna make my foot fall off? That's because what I want to know. Because I know people with missing feet, and I can't roll like that. Because of diabetes. Yes. And I, you know, and I feel bad about having diabetes, but I think it's a stigma related to it because you know a lot some diabetes. You just get that shit hereditary. Okay, you know but saying? all the muffins help. But I know. Okay, so. but look, I have shit. <laughs> somebody like, need to maybe make... just have half a muffin. You got like four sitting up there. That's because that's how they sell it. Okay. I don't eat four at a time. Well, you know, I don't know. Man, look. But anyway, so Miss Gina, that's her. That's her. Uh, her school name. All her, her kids down in the trap, at her old school. <laughs> They ain't know how to say Miss Nino. They ain't know what her name was. No, the teacher didn't know how to say Oh, it was the teacher? Yeah, it wasn't the kids. Oh, I thought it was a kid. No, that was the art teacher. Oh, so her name is Nina. True, Nina Boo in the building. Nina Boo in the building. But they called her Miss Gina. Did they put Miss Gina on your check? (laughs) Nah, they got my check right. (laughs) Well, anyway, Miss Nina. Hold on, actually... Tell them what your background is, because she's actually here to discuss very important information. Lately in the in the news, we got a whole bunch of stories of mental health breakdowns turning into suicide, and it's very important. It's prevalent throughout the world, but especially in the black community, is kind of under 
what's the word under high, I don't know not under highlighted that's not a real term in, in the real no, world no that's not what's high. the word what's the word it's not it doesn't it's not giving any under discussed maybe okay we gonna go with that okay so yeah so we gonna talk about that a little bit cause black mental health matters yes it does and um but you know recently we in these in the news we had Kate Spade uh, Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain, and then you mentioned earlier the anniversary anim- of um, Khalif Browder's death, the three-year anniversary. Right, and he committed suicide too, right? Yes. Yeah. So, give the people a little bit of your background, and we're gonna go from there. Okay. So, besides being a podcast crasher, <laughs> um, I yeah, am a, that. right. I am a clinical therapist, um, and. A lot of my clients do deal with depression and anxiety and um, have had suicidal ideations and things of that nature. Um, So, yeah, I thought it was important to discuss. It is in the news. It does impact all of us, whether we're talking about it doesn't matter your uh, socioeconomic background, your race, religion, none of those things. Depression impacts all of us. So it's something that is important to talk about. So that's why I'm here. Oh, and um, eat your cheese and drink <laughs> all your wine. Right. So you're going to come in here talking about you got wine, you got cheese. Because the, ori- the original <laughs> topics for today that I had planned in my own head were going to be to discuss <laughs> wine. Like I teased on the last show. If y'all heard, if y'all listened to episode 12, I said on the next show, I'm going to be discussing wine and wine varietals. And we'll get to that a little bit later because that was also tied to the previous week when i hosted the wine uh and comedy show down at the harbor nina was there too but um good times yeah good times and so i was trying to roll that in but you know we'll talk about that a little bit later because after the discussion i will need wine and probably some cheese even though she ate up all my cheese already didn't eat all your cheese because you didn't have the right kind of cheese because i wasn't expecting first of all i'm not hosting the wine and cheese uh podcast podcast or event at my house right now so i'm not i I wasn't prepared you're black when people say they're coming over you're supposed to have a situation popping for them no man First of all, if, so I ain't even invite you over. I definitely, I definitely ain't gonna be. Uh, I mean, I'm family. I don't need no invitation I know. personally. That's why you, exactly. So that's why you have to pull up with your own grocery bag. You better you go to food line. Food for me. You supposed to go to food line and bring me. You supposed to bring the, the host. When you crash people house, you supposed to at least bring a. Uh, oh no, I didn't. An offering that. or something. I ain't heard that. The part. disrespect. No respect, Charlie. But yeah, so. All right, let's talk about, you know, I think that a lot of people, you mentioned, we were talking about earlier, you had, we, I think we both had personal experiences with people, um, uh, either actually attempting suicide mm-hmm. or discussing suicidal thoughts with us directly mm-hmm. and how to deal with that. Like the, our reaction, the response, like what you go through, cause it's, they're dealing with something too. I mean, they're dealing with something, but then that trauma also transfers to you. In my, I mean, in my, in my case, especially with like family, close friends, stuff mm-hmm. like that, because you deal with it professionally. But it's a lot of people that just have people in their lives that's dealing with that, and they have to go through it. So, what is it? How do you, how do you cope with it personally? How do you tell people who come to you to cope with it or to to deal with those thoughts and? deal with people that have those thoughts 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I was telling you a story about um, one of my friends who I had known that she was, you know, pretty depressed. Um, she had lost her job. She had lost touch with her family for various reasons. Um, and so she kind of felt like she was in this world alone. And I was on my way from uh, one of my evening jobs. I was working on Capitol Hill and we were on the phone and I'm talking to her. I'm driving on 495 and she was, you know, just talking and saying, you know, I was like, you know, how's things going? Because I knew that she was really in a bad place, I made certain to just reach out to her more often than normal. And there's this, um, you see all these things floating around on Facebook, you know, check on your strong friend, check on your weak friend, just check on your friends, period, which I think is important. Um, And so because, again, because I knew that she was not in a good space, I made sure, you know, let me just reach out to her today you know whenever she came across my mind is like let me call her let me make sure she's all right um and this particular time I called her and she told me that she had basically just attempted to take her life and um she was saying that she tried to hang herself in the bathroom but the belt broke um and I'm listening to this and I'm like you know wait a minute like you know what are you what are you telling me it took a you know, just trying to process, it took a minute and then my phone dies. Um, and I'm on the highway trying to get home and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, so I'm praying as I'm on my way home. I get home, I plug my phone in, I charge it, I call her and she's not answering. Um, so of course that was very scary for me. Um, I didn't have her address. She lives out of state. Um, and I wasn't, you know, really certain what to do. I'm like, you know, how do I you know, what do I say to the police when I call and say, you know, mm-hmm. I need you to do a safety and wellness check on this person. Where am I going to tell them to go? So I calmed down for a second. I reached out to one of my other friends. She's like, you know, didn't she send you her resume once and things of that nature? And I'm like, she did. So I checked through my um, Gmail and I found her resume and was able to reach out to um, the police in that state. Um, they went to her home. They did a safety and wellness check and they ended up admitting her into the hospital because she didn't present to them in a way that made them feel like she was safe. So mm-hmm. um, she went to the hospital. She was she stayed there for a while, um, had to do some mandatory counseling. Um, you know, and it was a difficult experience. It was difficult to be a part of as a friend because this wasn't you know, this wasn't a client. This wasn't something mm-hmm. that, you know, they prepared me for in school. Um, so it was very it was a very personal experience. Um, and, you know, we had to kind of deal with some of her being angry, a part of her being angry that she had to go through this because I made this call and kind of interrupted her life in that way, even if I was trying to save her life. Oh, she was angry at the fact that you intervened? Um, She was just angry at the situation. I mean, on for one, she was already depressed, so she's mm-hmm. angry anyway, but she was angry that she, you know, had to stay in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, she was basically on the psych ward. She couldn't have her cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, she was angry because she had lost control, basically, control of her life in, mm-hmm. in that sense. Um, but once she kind of came around a little bit, um, she did take meds for a while. Um, you know, she uh, ended up in eventually getting a job, connecting back with her family. Like, life just kind of turned around. And so, you know, now it's like she's in a good space mm-hmm. and, you know, everything worked out. Um, but in the beginning, it was a very... It was a very tricky situation. It was difficult. Um, and then as her friend to know, hey, I'm, you know, I know someone who at times doesn't want to be here and, you know, could very well in any moment decide I'm going to take my life. Um, that's troubling. Now, did you did you ever 
see any signs before that that pointed that you like that from your training and just from your observations did you ever see anything that showed you or that presented to you that maybe that was a uh, a possibility so what i know about suicide for people who have those thoughts is that suicide is always a possibility suicide is always an option and i think that's something that you know, folks who have never um, experienced those type of thoughts, I think that's something that they just don't really understand. You know, it's like people assume, okay, this one event happened and Mm -hmm. that's what made this person decide Mm -hmm. to become suicidal. And that's usually not how it transpires. Usually people who go through a suicide or make attempts have had these reoccurring thoughts throughout their life. So things could be going fine and they could still have this thought just kind of pop up into their head. And so it's a battle with that thought throughout your lifetime. It doesn't just pop up one day. Yeah. It's not just the, Oh, today I decide I'm going to take my life and then you do it. No, like that's not a knee jerk reaction. No. And I think that's the part that people don't necessarily understand and have a, you know, they feel like, Oh, well, even with, when we talk about Kate Spade, Oh, well she had money or she had this and that. Well, Mm -hmm. that doesn't take away from the fact that she's battling with this thought or with this feeling Mm -hmm. for a lifetime. And so I think it's important more to focus on, what keeps a person living versus, you know, they took their life, they're selfish, they're this, that, and the other. What mm-hmm. What are the things that keep people going? Mm-hmm. I think that's important. And when we talk about friendships and being true friends, I think it's, you know, important to kind of ask those questions. You know, like, what, what makes you live? What makes you happy? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of what keeps you going? Like, let's not be surface with people that we say we care about. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's get real with them and have those conversations. Yeah. Now I know I know I'm definitely guilty of always saying, yo, all I gotta do is win a, bi- a million dollars <laughs> right. and I'll be straight. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that low key I got some form of depression or something. Mm-hmm. And I think my joint is like I claim I cope with it, but I think it comes out in some kind of different it comes out in different ways. Or so the way I cope with it just comes out as somebody who's not People think I'm cool all the time, mm-hmm. right? And I'm really not. People be like, oh, you don't have no emotions and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nah, I'm mad emotional. I just don't be crying and shit. Right. Like, I don't cry. So you'll never see me weeping mm-hmm. out in public necessarily, mm-hmm. right? I, you're never going to see me outwardly expressing mm-hmm. when I'm sad about it, depressed about it, whatever. But I'll be sad and depressed like shit. Right. But people don't <laughs> think that because they like, oh, well somebody's sad looks like this right, or somebody exactly. depressed is going to be crying or they're going to be hurt or they're going to be uh recluse or whatever right, it is you know right. what i'm saying but if, if you somebody is like i'm talking shit on facebook every day mm-hmm. cornbread can't be depressed because he always popping shit right. talking shit on face like it, my thing is like you said you need to check on people and and kind of drill down a little bit more than the surface but right. sometimes it's hard because i know like some people are closed off some people are right. introverts and they won't share or don't are comfortable sharing or don't or don't like somebody like me i feel like people why like mm-hmm. why would i tell you you can't help me right you'll give me a million dollars or now right <laughs> right <laughs> but and, see, and, that's a- and that's the thing like with Kate Spade, i was like damn shawty like you would think she was like the model of the quote-unquote american dream entrepreneur mm-hmm. starting on business fairly successful all this stuff but shit right and i think you know i think that's a, an important part of the conversation that both kate, kate spade and anthony bourdain's mm-hmm. death brought about because you even when i think of anthony it's like oh he's 
all around the world. Like all he's around. living my entire best life. You know yep. what I mean? He's traveling, eating food, chilling with the president. Like, right. you know, we have this idea that, you know, things or money or people, all these things bring about happiness. Mm-hmm. And when you're struggling with depression, that stuff does not it matter. matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. And so, you know, depression doesn't have a face. It it looks like all of us. Mm-hmm. And so you can't really, you know, say, oh, well, if they're sad, then that equals this. If they're and if they're happy, then that means they're OK. It doesn't mean that. So I just again, I think it's important if you care about a person you check in on them, you know, um, you pick up the phone. It's not always a, oh, well, I saw them on social media the other right, day. No, right. like, get back to picking up the phone, hearing somebody's voice. Like, I just be sending a bit emoji. I'm ready. To, <laughs> right, I, I've been, I put my life together. Right, but, you know, pick up pick up the phone, like, and, and just call. And people mm-hmm. are like, you know, oh, we're so busy. You're not that busy. If you care about me, mm-hmm. you're going to pick up the phone and check on me, right, you know, and, right. I, and I think that's important. And I think, you know, the idea that, we don't have time to do that. Or we all out here living our lives. Like that's what you hear kind of people saying, yeah, we can't yeah. have time. Then you don't care about me and that's right. okay. But you know, let me know that so I can get a circle of folks who, who do care right. about me and, and, and would check on me. Hmm. Yeah, man. So like, for instance, in your, so in that situation that you described earlier with your friend, mm-hmm. did, did any of your training, did you like go through any of your training steps with yourself? <laughs> and like how to deal with it like when it happened where you like okay Nina like do this according to like the whatever y'all use like the intake sheet or what I don't know what it right. is like so, did you go through that with yourself so the first thing I had to do was to calm down so that mm-hmm. was a part of just you know some of let me talk about self talk or whatever kind mm-hmm. of getting yourself in a position to to take action so I had to get out of the hysteria of my phone died she's not answering you know I had to kind of get out of that hysteria and think okay who else can help me in this situation who Mm -hmm. else is kind of has a calmer head which meant calling another friend to sick and that's the person who suggested oh didn't she send you her resume because I wasn't thinking about that in any way I was just like oh my goodness I don't know how to reach her I don't know her address I don't know her sister's number I don't know like I'm just you know kind of going through all those things in my head so it was calm down. That was kind of the first thing, calm down. And I knew I need to reach out to the police. I know, you know, I knew from training, you know, safety and wellness check, those type of things. But initially it was get to a space where you can take action and not be hysterical and not be so scared and so worried, but mm-hmm. that you can help a person. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think, I, I know with the Kate Spade situation, I think that they had they came out with, they had somebody in her family was like, yo, we basically sus- expected this. Almost. Her sister. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and that's, that's a crazy thing because even with people that, you know, like I have family members that I know are suicidal. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, what can you really do? Because you don't like, I don't know what the triggers are. Right. right. I think that's a big thing. I know with me when I've gone, when I've been involved with stuff like that, I'm like, well, shit, I don't even know what to look out for necessarily uh-huh. because people who are in those spaces is not like a logical thing that somebody outside in my opinion would be able to follow like i can't be like oh okay well this happened that happened so that means they're su- they're, they're depressed or whatever because it could be something that to you wouldn't be right. a trigger right? right it would it might not be something that anybody can recognize on the surface that would say ah right, you know what that's a red flag that's an alert i need to to right. like kind of follow up on that. So I don't think I don't want people to walk away feeling like I got to be somebody's therapist, you know, or right. I got to turn into this mental health 
person that I'm not because that's not everybody's calling. That's not your lane. And, and that's OK. Right. So what I think is important is that you recognize, hey, I, I see that this person is struggling. I may not be the person that can help them get to a better space, but I can connect them. I can make that connection. Mm-hmm. I can reach out to my friend that's a therapist and ask, you know, mm-hmm. hey, what can I do for this person? Hey, what are some resources? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see on Facebook and social media the um, suicide prevention number floating around, things mm-hmm. of that nature. Um, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of connecting a person or even saying, you know, hey, I know you're going through something. I may not be able to help you, but I can sit in a session with you, I, I can, can, a, yeah, I can yeah, you know a, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I can, I can be present, you know, mm-hmm. tell me how you need me to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, not really taking no for an answer when, when you're really concerned, when you mm-hmm. have that red flag about a person, you right. don't, you don't just let them brush you off. You know right. what I mean? I'm not saying you have to become a pest and every day you're in the ear, but you, you know, you don't take no for an answer. You say, you know, no, like, hey, how you doing today? Can we, you know, do you want to go do this? Or do you right. want to go for a walk? Do you want to make that phone call? Do you want me to dial the number for you? Do you, you know, you right. you allow yourself to be another resource for them. Mm-hmm. And, and you let them know, like, I care about you enough to not let this go. Hmm. True, true, true. Lord, yeah. It's just so hard because I be like, man... Like I, I feel bad for people who are in that space. Like, like I said, I think I cope with stuff mm-hmm. in my head fairly well. Like, I think I cope well, mm-hmm. and I think I'm a logical person. But I think that sometimes when I talk to people who are depressed, like clinically diagnosed as depressed, mm-hmm. and on meds and on this stuff, it's like you can't relate. To me, it's like you can't relate to what they're going through. It's like a, to me, it's like a whole parallel universe. I'd mm-hmm. be like, we both looking at this wall, mm-hmm. and I see, oh, my foundation cracking, right? That little line is my foundation cracking. But to you, the mm-hmm. house already fell down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, well, like I can't. It's like, how do I even plug into that? And I feel bad. Like I feel bad for people like that. And mm-hmm. and I'd be like, man, like. That must be a terrible situation where you basically fighting in your own head mm-hmm. something that nobody else can relate to. And then I feel like you might feel just trapped mm-hmm. in, in with yourself because you're like, well, if I tell somebody this, they're going to think it's the dumbest shit in the whole wide world. They're not. Oh, they're going to think it's something menial or just some mm-hmm. old. Oh, girl, don't worry about that. Right. Right. But but to them, it's, it's extreme to right. that point. So I think the thing with that is most people have been to that space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like most people have experienced a time where this thing has become an extreme thing and someone else might not understand. So right. just the fact that we've all been there mm-hmm. can make that a shared experience. So even right. if you don't in that moment understand it or see it in the same way that that other person has, you can mm-hmm. think back to a time where, well, you know, there was a time in my life where such and such happened. Um, right. Because even though we don't talk about depression and anxiety and those things often, they're very, very common. They're Mm -hmm. very common things. Um, uh, They're very common in the black community and in every community. Like I said before, Mm -hmm. it doesn't race, economic status. None of those things matter. Like these have become, you know, a normal part of life. So even if you can't relate to that person in that moment, you know, you can certainly reflect back over a time of your life where it's been like, oh, I've, I've felt that level of intensity about something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so be able to relate in that way and mm-hmm. to, you know, just acknowledge what did I need in that moment or what would have been helpful for me in that moment. And that's how you can be 
um, supportive to that person. You don't have to understand exactly right. what they're feeling at that time, but you can um, you can empathize. Right. And I think that definitely people need to remove the stigma mm-hmm. from it, even though I think the stigma is diminishing. It's still a stigma. It's still right. a thing that's, re- you know. Oh, you got to go to a therapist. You must be crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do it. Or I don't need to go ther- to a therapist because I'm not crazy. Right. Blah, blah, blah. You know, people, I think that once people realize that uh, I had never been to therapy and mm-hmm. I went to therapy a couple of times and I'm like, it's oh, like the best thing it's just ever. people talking to people. <laughs> like, it's just like you talking it out mm-hmm. and somebody who could offer you these tools mm-hmm. to deal with whatever you're doing is the helpful part. Right. Not necessarily they're going to solve your issue. Right. I think that I know how that's how I was, but I think a lot of people be like, Well, what are they gonna do? Right. Like they not gonna this some 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 rich person charging me two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars an hour is going what they gonna do for me? They don't they can't relate to what I'm going through. Right. You so therapy is not no the your please know that your clinician don't have no magic <laughs> wand. You know what I mean? You're not Ta-da. gonna walk into a therapy session <laughs> and walk out and all life's problems are going to be solved, right. but um, it's definitely important and it's, it's good for you. It's good to be able to kind of unburden yourself in that way. Most sessions are about between 45 to 50 minutes and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's amazing how much of a transformation can happen in that time. And, mm-hmm. and really, I tell my clients all the time, you know, we're just kind of laying the stuff out on the table when you come in here mm-hmm. and when you leave is when you really have to do the work. Um but it's important that you can do that work um, in an environment that's supportive and, and around people that are su- uh, supportive. So that makes this idea that we're trying to destigmatize mental health mm-hmm. um, that much more important. Because if I am ready to go and, and see the therapist and then I'm ready to, you know, tell my friends, hey, you know, I went to therapy today and they're looking at me like I'm crazy. Mm-hmm you know, that's going to decrease the chance that I go back because I don't have that supportive group. Um, So it's important that you, you know, that you, that really that you celebrate it. Like some of my shirts are like, we're going to celebrate you getting, (laughs) you know, your mental health together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so which shirts do you got right now? So we'll talk, we'll, We'll plug the shirts, my PSATs. True, true. So, so like, what's the, I know you got the self-love season shirt. Yeah. Self-love season. Um, and I came up with that shirt. I saw a tee that said um, it was cuffing season. That's um, what the original tee oh, was right, that right, I saw. Right. And I was like, you know, we spend a lot of energy trying to get booed up and mm-hmm. loving other people and all that stuff. But, you know, what energy do we put into loving ourselves? Right, um, right, and right. that's really, to me, that's kind of the epitome of mental health is the energy you put into loving you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not selfish. That's not, you know, she stuck up. No, like I, I got to look out for me. Um, right. So I think that's important. And that's not about being conceited. It's about right. loving yourself. Absolutely. Um, so self-love season, um, this tea handle with care. Um, when well, You I th- got that on right now. Hey. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I think, I think that's important, especially um, kind of in this cyber bully, all that, like we don't we're not the best to each other you know like we're just not the best people to each other we can be um cruel we can yeah we can we can just not be the best folks to each other and Mm -hmm. and i think it's important you don't know who you're dealing with you don't know what that person in front of you has gone through you don't you just don't know so um 
in kind of the mental health world, we call it like being trauma informed because you just, you don't know what this person has dealt with. So you don't want to push somebody's buttons. You don't want to, um, be insensitive to people. So handle people with care. Cause for one, that's how you would want to be handled. I would hope, or I would imagine. Um, and for two, you just, you don't know what has happened to that person in their life. You don't know where they are in their head. So, so be careful with them. Be careful. Ain't that what Cardi B said? Yeah, a little Cardi B plug. Ain't that what Cardi B said? Yeah, that's one of her songs. She ain't said like that. I don't know what she said. Okay. I know she was threatening motherfuckers. That's all I know. (laughs) It was a warning. (laughs) Right. I'm like, man, Cardi B out here threatening motherfuckers. (laughs) But I mean, but really, like, be careful with the person because, again, you don't know. You don't, you have no idea. Mm -hmm. Um, That person could, like you said, be sitting right in front of you and be the happiest person. They could be online doing all these jokes, this and that, and you have no idea what they're thoughts are right yeah i think that's why it's always a shock it's kind of like when you see crime in areas and everybody's always like this never happens around here <laughs> right and it's like well shit well it did mm-hmm. well clearly it, it does exactly. because it just happened and right. i think it just i don't know man that jump is real sad and um i think that people definitely need to to start just owning the fact that they are fragile I think mm-hmm. that's part of it too. You, the handle with care thing, you know. I think it's just people. Some people don't think that they're as fragile as they are, mm-hmm. and they think that them being stone faced or cold and mm-hmm. petty and all the kinds of stuff like that, when they lashing out at people or shutting, even lashing out or shutting down, mm-hmm. I think that they people think that, oh well, that's them, you know, fighting that, fighting that fragility. Mm-hmm. That work. It's fragility of words. Yeah, sure. we going to, today is going to be, how y'all feel? Georgetown Day School Georgetown Education. Day? I'm talking about Hoppers. <laughs> Hoppers Unite. Uh, but yeah, so I think that sometimes people just, you know, some people are in denial about their own situation, mm-hmm. how, how how sensitive they are themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they, they, they fight it off and they don't let people in. And mm-hmm. then you got other people who don't push. I know I don't push. I know I'm a bad pusher, but I start. I once I realized that close people in my family mm-hmm. were affected by that. Mm-hmm. I had to be like, all right, I'll push more than I normally would. Right. Uh, and I probably still don't push enough, but right, I be trying. Though. Well, you know, I'm a pusher. I pick up the phone. What you doing? How you living? What's yeah, going on in your yeah, life? Yeah. <laughs> Nina is definitely a pusher. She harasses me. <laughs> Hey man, that's because I love you. I care about you, and that's what friends are supposed to do. I be like, man, do. I got it, man. <laughs> I got it. Leave me alone. I was gonna call all these people. She gonna send me a whole list of people, and then the website was down. Listen. So look, hold on. <laughs> let me tell y'all a story. So I was like, Nina, I need to get this therapist, dog. Like, I need to get this therapist, y'all. Like, but I want a man. I want a man. And a, a black man. That's what I wanted because I think that, you know, this is my personal opinion for myself. Mm-hmm. I felt a black man would be uh, advantageous for me. Right. Representation right. matters. Right. Because I don't want to go talk to some 22-year-old joint or 25-year-old chick that went to like goddamn whatever whatever I don't <laughs> want someone right I don't want like I want somebody like me mm-hmm. right whatever could relate to some of the stuff anyway or in my head could relate he really might not be we probably don't have none of the same experience but whatever made right. me feel better anyway. that may, that whatever helps you get in the door right so I go <laughs> I said name send me the jump so she sent me the link I go on the link call these people I call three people <laughs> this is bad advertisement no listen I call three people right 
Let me tell y'all, hey, no, no. Till this day, that was, what year is this, 2018? That was 2016. Ain't nobody called me but, back. But. I said, I'm glad I'm not, because they call, what you call it, an like episode right there, right? I'm, like, I'm glad I'm not, I don't have a real live, like, episode, because. Well, that the, then I was so, like the people who time out, I said, hold time on, the out. people who depressed. I would be. I'm, then I got double depressed. I'm like, even these motherfuckers don't care about me. Time out, time <laughs> I'm like, out. even the doctors who's supposed to care about me don't care about my. Time ass. out, because this, this is going left. No. <laughs> that was part of that was because of your insurance. Let's be clear. Some Man, of that had to do with your insurance. You couldn't see this person and that person. But the point is. Reach out. Reach out nah, and keep reaching out. But and I wanted, if this I number to give y'all doesn't real work. Life. That was real life. So keep calling though. Yeah, because sometimes that does happen. You know, sometimes you try and it's like, dang it, I'm on my last string here and this yeah. isn't working. But but keep trying because tomorrow could be a totally different day. And that's what again, that's kind of what what my friend has experienced. Like life mm-hmm. if you hold on, life will kinda turn around for you and, and you gotta keep fighting to see what the next day is like. How long was that transformation for your for your friend like? So from the time where she said she was in the bathroom with the belt mm-hmm. to the time where she basically kinda got back on track. Like where how long was that process? Um, I would say maybe about two two to three months or so because shortly after she got released from the hospital mm-hmm. um she kind of her mood kind of got stabilized mm-hmm. and then she got a call about a job and mm-hmm. and that really kind of changed what her immediate situation was like mm-hmm. um so that was helpful that helped to lift her mood um and then she got a job where she was able to travel which was good to kind of mm-hmm. get her out of the small town that she was in mm-hmm. so things just really turned around for her fairly quickly and for some folks you know it it may take longer than that you may have to um hold on a little bit longer but again you you gotta fight to see what the next day is like because life is you know that's just kind of life it it happens in that way but it will turn around but you just have to be present to see it how much do you think meds play in it like do you how how often are you able to prescribe meds with your license Mm -mm. nope now, so a psychiatrist can um, prescribe medication. And you're a psych, uh, clinical therapist. Clinical therapist. You know I'll be. You know, I know you got seventy three degrees. Uh, <laughs> True. And a Sally May Bill. And a Sally May Bill to hold that down. <laughs> uh, oh no, they call it Navient now. Well, right? Whoever, somebody keep calling. Navient it. out of line. They better get out of my face. I know. <laughs> I'd have been on the same payer plan since two thousand four. <laughs> I said, I got this low income. Don't come for me, dog. Right. I ain't switched it either. <laughs> Fuck Navy. But anyway, uh, hold on. So give me the breakdown of what's the difference. So you, you're a clinical therapist. Yes. So I can see clients, um, do diagnosis, mm-hmm. um, but I cannot prescribe medication. So what's the difference between a clinical therapist, a psychologist, and a psychiatrist? So... The psychiatrist is the mm-hmm. one who can prescribe the medication. The psychiatrist. Yes. And why can they prescribe? What's the difference between them and you? Mm, whatever their little degree says. <laughs> oh, why I got to be that little, oh, little petty ass? So. <laughs> oh, do y'all, but y'all got the same, oh, do y'all have the same training, the same general training? Uh, essentially, to be able to sit with a person and help them work through their stuff is really what our role is across the board okay that's my take on it hold on wait 
I got some kind of drama going on. Is that supposed to be the interlude? That's supposed to be the outro because we've been running our mouth on here. I'm sorry Dang. about that. <laughs> we had 35 minutes. It's okay. It's okay. okay. Though. We, it's fine. I was trying to cut down my, my, my shows because Mother Steppers was uh, complaining. Like, why so long? <laughs> I'm like, man, y'all attention, man. Fuck, bro. This show was 43 minutes. Y'all died. Right. Oh, actually, I did have a long one on the Cuba joint, but everybody liked the Cuba one. Man, Cuba was popping. And the one after that, it was long, too, because I skipped. It was two. I was out of town, and then I had skipped a week. So I was like trying to give more show because True. I skipped a week. So I, was, like, I thought I was doing a good deed. Motherfuckers in here complaining. You can't please these people. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on. We got distracted. By the uh, the arbitrary music little intro. So you right. said, fuck that little petty ass psychiatrist <laughs> degree. You were you were moving in the direction of asking me about medication. Right. So I was just, because I know, I know like some of my family members, they got bags of medication. Mm-hmm. And it don't be seeming like it necessarily helped. I be like, does this? Is, they might need. <laughs> might need to up their. They dosage. might need to up the dosage or give me a different one or something. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then they got certain people, they'll switch the medication just to switch it. Like, oh, see how you can respond to this one over here instead of the one you want. Like, if that's the one that worked, just leave them on that. Shit. Right. So, like I said, I don't, I don't prescribe medication, and I'm kind of on the fence, even if in terms of being an advocate for medication now. There are people that are extremely depressed or have extreme anxiety that mm-hmm. you you just absolutely need medication in order to lift your mood a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's important and I encourage people to I encourage people to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think, you know, um, for me, like I, I deal with bouts of depression often. And one of the ways to kind of minimize that is to work out, to eat, to make sure I get sunshine, to mm-hmm. do those things, to, you know, um, make sure I'm laughing and hanging with friends and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important too, to recognize what does your body respond to? Mm-hmm. Um, and my, so my body respond to, uh, don't say no cupcakes, lemon ice pound. You cake know. Starbucks, you know what <laughs> That's what you didn't told yourself. You sweet <laughs> and, dependent. And those chocolate chip muffins. Upstairs. <laughs> I'm going to go throw all them muffins out when hey, I Charlie. leave here. Um, but no, really like figuring out what, what works for me. And I think if you can, um, shift your mood by doing simple things like eating properly or working out, then do that. But if you also recognize, Hey, I'm still struggling, mm-hmm. then get the medication and, and lift your mood and, and get in a, get to a space where you can do it naturally. True. True. And you, so with your earthy chick, cause you, you call yourself an earthy chick, right? So hey, hey. do you use any kind of, uh, earthy stuff like aromatherapy or, any of that kind of stuff? Like, am I going, you know, incense and flying carpets and shit like that? <laughs> nah, I don't you do that. Sitting, <laughs> you but... Indian style? Sit Indian style smoking? Nah, I don't do that. Smoking, but, like, do? Um, right. I do, like, so yesterday it rained a whole lot. So I'll, like, raise my windows up so I can kind of uh, just be in peace and hear the rain. And one of my friends hit me and was like, is the rain blowing your life? I was like, are you kidding me? Like, it's giving me life. Uh, yeah, see, so, I hate the rain. Yeah, like I love the rain. Um, I love when I can sitting by the beach, sitting and you know, standing mm-hmm. in the middle of the ocean. Like those things center me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, but knowing what that is, so for me, that's what it looks like. For right. somebody else, you know, you talk about me walking around barefoot all the time, like that grounds me. Um, like literally, <laughs> I'd be like, hey, put on some shoes, <laughs> right? So you know, figuring out like what works for you, what, what gets you to a good space. Um, right. I think that's important. And that's what self-love really is about. And having that knowledge 
of right. what works. Right, right. Ah, yeah, man. Sheesh. So I think overall we're going to say, fact, basically, become one with it. Become one with whatever it is that you're going through. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Oh, you, do you got a mantra? Is there like a therapy <laughs> mantra? Like, I don't have a mantra. Acknowledge it. Try to figure <laughs> we out. We can make what, one right yeah, now. Find out what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Do that shit. Right. Whatever it is, <laughs> except for killing people. Right. Don't kill nobody. Yeah, don't hurt nobody. Please. And don't steal. I don't like thieves. Thieves are irritating as fuck. <laughs> How do we get the, a thief in mental health? But okay. Don't don't steal. Like yeah. if that make you feel better about life, don't just don't steal because they don't. <laughs> don't they, steal in general. They broke into my car down there. Yeah. Right. I ain't gonna go through that right now. Somebody, yeah. the, somebody broke into my car, stole my pistachios. See what I'm trying to tell you? <laughs> trying to be on my health kick in my life. Yeah, you try, you trying to deal, you trying to get your mental health together now. They right. fucking it up. So don't steal. Nobody, don't steal. Don't right. steal. Don't kill. But yeah. whatever else you want to do, do that shit. Right. Yeah, I'm talking about unless you got diabetes like cousin Cornbread. <laughs> And they're going to try to hate on your sweet tooth life. I'm throwing all, all them cupcakes hey, on I'm the still going to eat it though. If, if the Lord wants me to go out early, fuck it. Shit. I'm so tired. I'm, I'm too old for all this shit, man. Lord. But yeah, I mean, so other things. So we're going to just go ahead and make a little skirt, skirt transition. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we talked about that. And a lot of people's mental health was uh, improved this past week with the uh, <laughs> in sports. <laughs> In, in Washington D.C., yeah, in Washington D.C., <laughs> with the the Washington Capitals hockey team, hey, go over. Finally, winning in their whole existence. Forty some odd years. Yeah, right. And and what I said was, this was the direct result of gentrification. Lord. Well, the the what you call the word the. Uh, like the rapid and increased justification in DC. So it used to be Chocolate City, like up until probably 2008, I think it probably went the chocolate drained out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it well, it was been, no longer yeah, the majority. Yeah, it ain't been chocolate. It's probably since like 2008. But the whole point is, I, I was like, yo, the Caps won? Because they always would get to the playoffs mm-hmm. and the Pittsburgh Penguins would knock them out every single year, mm-hmm. right? But this year, not only did they beat the Penguins, how you going to just make it past the first round and now you don't won the whole damn championship? That's crazy. <laughs> the whole thing. So all caps. That's the joint. Hashtag all caps. Go caps. Yeah. Caps you, locked it in. And I was happy that the the black dude, there's a black dude and I didn't even know we had a black dude. Because I used to. Smith. Yeah. What's his name? No, Smith Pelly. Petty. What? No. <laughs> Pelly Smith. <laughs> That's what I said the first time. It's either Pelly Smith or Smith Pelly. Whatever his name is, it's the only That's black one terrible. on the team. I think it's only one. No, it's two on oh, it's there. two? Yeah. But I know back in the day when I used to, when we were in high school, there was a black one on the team, and I was so excited about it. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even know black people play hockey <laughs> at that point in my life. <laughs> then I moved to Boston, and my whole school, all the black people play hockey. I was like, oh, okay. Guess that makes sense. Yeah, Smith Pelly. Smith Pelly. Put some respect on Yeah, put some name. respect on his name. <laughs> but yeah, so everybody's excited about that. And you were telling me a story about how Ovechkin is doing what? Ovechkin, <laughs> what they doing down there? Man, they down in, well, they were down in Georgetown swimming in the little pond <laughs> <laughs> with the cup doing backstrokes. He was out there shirtless. Like, he was just... Yeah. Living his whole best life in the Georgetown pond. That video was crazy. He, 
Alex Ovechkin, who's the number, who's the main player, been around here for years at this point. Mm-hmm. Ain't never won nothing, but he was always considered one of the best players in the NHL. He had all this praise. He came, he Russian, right? Yeah. And uh, shout out to Trump. And um, <laughs> Trump shouted him out earlier. <laughs> the right. only one on the team he only shouted one on the him team. out. <laughs> Go uh, <laughs> yeah, he down that joint shirtless. I heard he was drinking beer out the joint, doing keg stands <laughs> with the cup. He's now, been partying since yeah since Vegas. He just been, he been lit yeah. And the crazy joint is man, like I like that stuff. Like I, first of all, hockey is lit. If if people don't watch hockey yeah, first of all is go to the game first. If you go to a hockey game and you get like feel the hits, mm-hmm. like if you go to a hockey game, even if you sit a little bit ways away from it, not down on the ice, but even if you sit, you can still feel those hits. Because they move fast. It don't look as fast on TV. Uh-huh. But that joint, the collisions in that joint, if you like football and hits and all that, you'll love hockey. Yeah. So if you ain't ever watched it, start watching it now. And then, uh, but then I just figured, after I got my LASIK, I could see the puck now. You know what I'm talking about? Because at first, I could, cause at first <laughs> Fox had that little beam on the joint. You ever remember that? They had a beam on the puck. <laughs> so it's how the puck moves. It was like a light beam on the joint. Anyway. <laughs> Bless you. Hey, yeah, I couldn't see that joke for shit. I was like, I don't know where that puck at got down. Mm. It's too small. But uh yeah, shout out to the caps, y'all. That's that's crazy. That, that like I said, so the whole point is gentrification brought that to this to the <laughs> nation's capital. Because they, under Mary Barry and them, they wasn't gonna win though. They wasn't gonna win. It was too They're gonna have people. a whole parade and stuff on Tuesday. Okay, I'm going too. I'm going too. I'm taking off, I'm going down there and then yeah, man, because you gotta realize the energy in the in the Caps building and the energy in the city would never have been that high as it was chocolate, <laughs> right? They no, black people like it, but they don't know it. <laughs> they know they be like icing, fuck, <laughs> fuck yeah, it's fucking icing. Yeah, no, we definitely don't. We know don't know what icing part. is. We don't know what that is. No, shout out to my boy Dion because he's like all in. He know all the terms, all the and he's Dion. black. I mean, he light skin, but he's still black. Hey, we we don't do colorism more <laughs> on sex, travel, sports, food, true, cousin true. cornbread. I don't support any light skin, dark skin versus Beach, shit. Right, right. But I know that y'all y'all average colors do. I don't like that shit. But I know that's the way of the world, and I've accepted it. No, we not doing colorism. But yeah, no, he has like a whole little crew that's like all all in. caps. Yeah. Yeah. What I got a bunch of boys that are colored that are in the in the hockey, and I like hockey too. I just don't follow it because I always be sad when the Caps lose. I'd be like, they gonna avoid, lose. Avoid. I do. It. I do. I avoid it. <laughs> I dropped my Redskins ticket, my season tickets to last year. That was funny. I, but you should have dropped them a long time ago because they've been sorry. But they always been sorry. But I like going to the games. But then the Redskins back office just like started. The back office was really the reason. Mm-hmm. I already know they gonna lose. But it was still fun to go. But then they started fucking with my account. I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. So between the Redskins losing, fucking up my account, then the Nats were the same as the Cats. Nice. Every year they go to the playoffs and they lose. Disappointed. And they always hype over, oh, all these people, all these motherfuckers, Strasburg and blah, blah. And they lose. Same yeah. thing with the Capitals. Everybody, Ovechkin this and Ovechkin that. Lose. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. But now... We got the cup. I'm about to go find Ovechkin down in Georgetown somewhere. <laughs> you gonna be in the water, I'm be waiting in the water. in the water with him? Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. right in the water. But that video was funny. 
He was doing push-ups in that joint. <laughs> they got pictures of him in bed with the cup. In the bed. Sleep, waking up with the cup. He's just, he, living he, his best life. he hasn't put that thing down. I ain't mad at him. I'm not mad at him. But he's been, what, at least 12, 15, yeah. something like It was been like a long time. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. So that's good. So that's made some people happier. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The D.C. area. I'm talking about and uh, you know the other thing has been in the news as far as sports has been your man's. Uh, <laughs> your man. First of all, he's not my man. LeBron Maybe he's your James. audience man. Yeah, and King, people call him King James, and I call him Knight James. So I downgraded him from a king to a knight. Disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> because I think so, because I use like like chess pieces, right? So I'm like, man, you know, he's good. He's on the back line of the chessboard, okay. okay. But he ain't the king. Mm-hmm. He ain't the bishop either, right? Because he he be, he be slumming. He just be slumming in the finals, and uh, he gets to the finals. Nobody can take away none of the rest of this shit. But people will act like he's the king, but you can't be the king and get swept at your own house. You like you just. You can't. I don't care what happened. You got to at least win one, dog. I don't care if you playing with people from the from and one street basketball team. You got to get one jump. If you don't win this whole se- season through the playoffs, you winning. So what's the difference between your team now and the one that <laughs> that was that swept Toronto and did all this stuff? I don't get it. They give them all the credit. But they treat him, I said, this is what I said on Facebook. They treat him like God, right? Like, mm-hmm. when you talk about God, it's always positive. God don't do nothing wrong, ever. People get shot in the face. That wasn't God. That was the devil. <laughs> He's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's run this back. So God is omnipotent and everything, correct? Yes. So God is responsible for getting shot in the face, correct? You're not about to have me no. going to... Struck, getting struck by lightning on my way home. <laughs> Night James did not do well in the playoffs. Yeah. Correct. Night James, Princess James, he everything but the king. So he, <laughs> they could choose another title for him. But I think Knight is a good one. You know what I'm saying? Because somebody else had to approve him. I think ESPN made him a knight. <laughs> they had a ceremony. They, they had a ceremony. <laughs> like, we're gonna we're gonna crown you. We're gonna knight you. We're gonna make you the most important person in the world. <laughs> Even though you be losing, mm. and Lord have mercy, him and his jorts set that he wore that to the press conference. Yeah, and his bad bitch bag. I was like, oh, he a bad bitch. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the, he put them shades on <laughs> and grabbed that merce. Hey, Sean, he grabbed that. He grabbed his. his was that a Birkin bag? It was. That it was, was really forty-five thousand dollar bag for no reason. I don't care. Let me tell y'all something. If I ever have millions of dollars, I don't care how much money I have. I will never pay for anything. Like a bag, 45 stacks. Nah, it's, it's crazy. Even if I had a personal shopper, they bought me a 40. Take that shit back. Y'all go to Marshalls. <laughs> take your ass to Marshalls or TJ Maxx or Burlington and give me a regular ass duffel bag, okay? I'm putting my drawers and some tennis shoes in here. You understand me? Fuck out of here, forty thousand dollar bag, wasteful, wasteful like shit. Give me, give me thirty nine thousand of that. I give you a thousand dollar bag. How about that? It worked just as well. Two straps on that bitch. Mm. I wonder what he had in the bag because it wasn't big enough for sneakers or nothing. He had bad bitch appliances in there. Yeah, like, <laughs> some Mac. He had a Mac. He had a. 
He has some blending brushes. <laughs> his sunglasses. His sunglasses. Because you know he need to, he probably had his uh his little spray for his hairline because oh, his hairline damn. come back and forth every week. <laughs> One week he got a hairline, next week he don't. I don't know what that's about. Uh, yeah. He had Beijing in there. <laughs> yeah, he got that he got the Beijing in there, exactly. He had that Beijing <laughs> in that bag, man. But yeah. So Knight James, Queen James, Princess James took that L sweep. I didn't think they were going to get sweep though cuz I always think the NBA, I think a lot of I always think that the sports are conspiracies, right? Like, I think it's all set up. You think everything's a conspiracy. But it be though, it be true. Like, everything is a scam in your Everything world. is a scam, they that. <laughs> like how the hell LeBron James go through the whole season? They wasn't even first. Were they they like barely made it to the playoffs. Then he go sweep the first team, all this stuff. But then I'm like, man, like they gonna have to give him one. I thought the the league wanted some more revenue. That's how I always look at it. It's just revenue, just like Tom Brady in NFL. Mm. Tom Brady, y'all, they always claim he got the worst team of receivers ever, but he always <laughs> in the Super Bowl, uh-huh. right? Same shit, Brady and and, and uh, LeBron. I don't know, man. I don't know. Shit. So that was good. I was happy about that because I can't stand Lee Flop. Because all he do is flop and whine. They whine. They flop. I call him all kinds of shit besides his real name. Cause he bothers me. I want him to be a bully, but I talked about that before. I go get into it, man. And uh, yeah, so Nina came over here and uh, drank my wine. It was delicious, thank you. Yeah, it's good too. Shout out the uh, Potomac Point Winery. You know what I'm saying? That's where that. Mm-hmm. Can we get a sponsorship? Our shit, I don't know. We gonna try. <laughs> you gonna try it? That 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 joint she drinking? That joint twenty five dollars a bottle. Oh, you ain't shit. tell me that. I know. That's why you yeah. looked at me crazy That's when I, I she pulled the whole she pulled the whole rest of the oh, bottle in that job. Like she living her best life. My bad. She was living that LeBron yes bitch life. <laughs> no, it is good though. Yeah, that joint is good, man. But and you know, so I, so originally I said I was gonna go ahead and, and talk about wine varietals and all that stuff on this episode. And I'm gonna touch on it real quick. You know what I'm saying? I talked about this at the show. Uh, two weeks ago that Nina actually was at that show over in the audience even though she should have been performing because y'all don't know that Nina Nina is a retired comedian <laughs> and her her uh her career was one show long <laughs> <laughs> I got the whole I got her whole career on tape or yes. what you call it I guess it ain't tape no more whatever I recorded I got it on video but to be clear because I don't want people to think I retired because I sucked because I was funny uh-huh I agree okay so I just want to put that out there. Nah, nah. We just said you retired. I mean, <laughs> okay. You know, your anxiety. Take another sip. Your anxiety just got high a little bit right there. Ain't nobody say you suck. <laughs> I just, you know, people be like, oh, well, why'd you click? Did you bomb? No, I didn't bomb. I was good. Thank you very hey, much. Make sure shout y'all, out to Eddie. Shout out to Eddie Bryant. You know what I'm saying? Eddie Bryant Comedy. Go on his website. Funny mm-hmm. dude. And, uh, but I'm going to tell you right now, man. Eddie will tell you a funny joke. About a deer in Southeast, so make sure y'all look out for that joke, Eddie. If you listening, <laughs> make sure you tell everybody that joke. The joke is funny, man. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. One thing I told them, to, real quick. One thing I told people at the um, at the show, man, is that people think when they drinking, you drinking Moscato, you drinking uh, Sauvignon Blanc, you drinking uh, Merlot, all that stuff, all of that stuff. Is based on the old wine 
naming nomenclature, right? So like in the old wine, they name it by the wine region, right? So Bordeaux is from Bordeaux, France, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Hold on, do you speak French? Um, poo. No, is that right? It's um, poo. <laughs> I said um, poo. Oh, um, um, poo. You know, I be mixing my French and my Spanish up a little bit. Hey, yeah. You speak Spanish. <laughs> Not French and Spanish. What's a little bit? Come on. Are right, you yeah. thinking about that? So, look, so Bordeaux is, is a region in France. You know, that's where the Bordeaux wine comes from. And then, like I talked about, Champagne. Champagne. Is from has to be from Champagne, France, in order for them to technically use the name Champagne on the bottle. Other mm-hmm. than that, they got to call it sparkling wine, mm-hmm. especially in the states. So I think it was uh, it was like a date. Let me see if I got the date in two thousand six. So anything before two thousand six that had the name Champagne on it that had a license from the European Union, they could still use it. After two thousand six. You couldn't use champagne on your joint no more unless you paid like all these licensing fees mm. to champagnes, like the town of champagne, or mm-hmm. the province or whatever of champagne, which is crazy. Man, right. hey, everybody trying to get their money. Yeah, but it seems like it's kind of petty. <laughs> you need to send them a shirt. Yeah, I'm sending them a petty shirt. Y'all go on Cornbread's closet, get y'all a petty shirt, man. But uh, so yeah, so one thing they actually have this stuff in in laws. All across the United States, each state has their own law about how to get champagne or how to get the use of champagne, the name on your bottle. Mm-hmm. And it's like monitored. They go around to the liquor store, like the alcohol board or whatever. Like they all really dead ass monitor this shit. Mm-hmm. And this is what we spend our taxes on, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> People getting shot in the face. People is mass school shootings. Education, people can't read. This generation, nah, they can't read. That's what I call all the new people. Like, everybody under, like, 25, maybe 21, a little bit No, lower. maybe 27. So, everybody under 25 is in generation now because they don't know what the hell is going on. You be like, what are you doing? And they tell you, they do it. You be like, oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hell no. Nah. That's why they generation now. <laughs> No, you shouted out 21 Savage today. But yeah, 21 Savage. Is he 21? I don't know what's going on with his life, honestly. Okay. But he actually made a good point about, uh, you know, he, he stopped wearing jewelry now, supposedly, because he doesn't, he ha- he said everybody who he's met that was being really rich, somebody he considered mega rich, they never had on jewelry. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, all these rappers and all this stuff got on all these chains and Talk about all this money and rings and diamonds and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And we are, I mean, we know, me and you know that that's all fluff and fo- phony shit. Right. A lot of people do. But a lot of people don't. They, they really consider, oh, like, my life goal is to get a chain. Mm-hmm. You be like, for real? <laughs> but, like, right. to people who don't know stuff or people who's not, who are unexposed, mm-hmm. those material things like that, as goofy as a chain is what their goal is. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I got a chain. Nobody. <laughs> and if you think about it, it's is that going to be a rap? Yeah, I got a chain. <laughs> yeah, I got a chain. For your brain. Yeah. And you be like, yo, like, that's not real life. I see all these little new rappers come out and they be on, they be stunting on the gram or whatever and they be showing their little chains because they start out with like a little teeny chain. They got 
a couple of little <laughs> diamond dust or whatever in it, right? Mm-hmm. And then you'd be like, yo, but they real live excited about that chain. And it really <laughs> and it literally can't be any more insignificant, right? It can't get any more insignificant than a chain. <laughs> that somebody literally gonna snatch off your neck, punch man, you in the face, live, or shoot you over a little raggedy ass chain. And then you don't even really got no money in real life. <laughs> Cause we all know record labels are scams at this point, right? Most people do anyway. Right. But they real life be living for that change, y'all. Like a chain. Like just think about that <laughs> shit. A whole chain. A whole like you just you do a whole life and you walking around like, man. You know it's gonna be that day, man, when I get this chain on these <laughs> When I step out here with this chain on this man. And then the chain don't never be cute. It's always a drum, like a big, just Dumb. gaudy, gaudy, <laughs> ridiculous thing, dinner plate, mm. dinner plate on their neck. You know what I'm talking about? Bless their little But yeah, man. Man, man we're going to let y'all go, man. We appreciate y'all listening. We done, I ran over my normal time. We're a little bit, we a little bit over an hour, but I think we had a good conversation. Yeah. About mental health awareness, suicidal. I'm sorry, shit. Suicidal Suicide. awareness. Uh, check on your people. Uh, and I, one thing I started doing personally is every week. Right, I'm I'm not consistent, but I tried to be. Every week, write down three things, either at the beginning or the end of the week, or whatever, that you were excited about, that you accomplished or that happened, that were positive things. Okay. Because. Sometimes we just, I know I'm guilty of it. I just let things, I do shit and I don't appreciate my own accomplishments, my own positive things or impact or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing I do personally or I try to do personally to help me when I be like, yo, I ain't shit. Mm-hmm. I'm sad. I ain't gonna never be shit. Fuck it. <laughs> Eat this in the barn, go to sleep. Hope Lord I die. Lord have mercy. <laughs> no, that's a, a good strategy. Yeah. So, so y'all start doing that if you want to incorporate that and, uh, you know, find some tools. Do you have any websites or anything like that where people could go or numbers or uh, anything like that? Yeah, where people could go? yeah, definitely. So I want to leave um, with you guys the um, National Suicide Prevention Hotline number, which is 1-800-273-8255. If you're looking for a therapist in your area, you can go to psychologytoday.com. All you have to do is enter in your zip code and um, therapists in your area will pop up. It'll give you, you know, what type of insurance they take, what they specialize in, um, you know, and at at the very, at the bare minimum, if you're struggling, reach out to someone and that doesn't matter who they are, but let someone know that, you, that you're having a hard time so that they can help you um, because tomorrow is a, is a better day. Tomorrow can always be a better day, but you have to be present in order to uh to witness it true story we appreciate miss gina thank you thank you for, for coming through me. Thank crashing you for the podcast crash. hey hey special episode crash the podcast with cousin cornbread man. <laughs> i'll be back get some cheese lord jesus somebody bring some cheese <laughs> over here man she think i'm gonna set her out a, pl- a platter <laughs> yeah man Hey. She still owe me grapes and all kinds of stuff from all my free services I gave her for the t-shirt line, you know. Oh, so man. I think I modeled at least 17 on t-shirts. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do, though. Yeah, man. Y'all, so y'all go check her joint out, my P-S-A-T's, all spelled properly. 
Okay. Yes. MyPSATs.com. Give you some self-love shirts. Yeah. And MyPSATs on Instagram. On Instagram. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? And y'all know your boy, Cousin Cornbread on everything, all social media. And Cornbread's closet is linked on there, too. Go get... I got, like, three designs up right now. Go check those out. If y'all feel like buying one, get one. Get one for your your friends, your family, whoever. Whoever y'all think is petty, send the one in the mail with no return label on it. Yeah, I need that joint for um Trump. <laughs> I need to get one of them for There's him. There's a lot of people today. that need that petty shirt, for real. <laughs> Mailing it today. Yeah. But yeah, man, we're going to get out of here. Episode number 13. I appreciate y'all listening. We'll be back next week. Every week I get on here, man. So if you ain't caught up, like I said, make sure you go catch up. A lot of the people be hitting me up talking about, oh, yeah, I just finished listening to episode six. That joke was funny as shit. I'm like, God damn, you on six? <laughs> Why you still on six? You got a couple hours. You go ahead and put in some work. <laughs> but I appreciate everybody for listening, man, again. And uh, we out. Hope y'all have a good day. And as Bye. usual, I'm going to leave y'all with my three things, man. The three cornbread. You know the three corn, three keys of life by cornbread? Do you know that? No, you don't know. She I don't do. Know. You don't. People no. ask me no. after two glasses of wine. Uh, something no. else. So look, number one. Black dollars matter. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Well, actually, that should be one. But number one, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Oh, yeah, I know that. Number two. <laughs> we'll all, start with. We'll let it start Always with. make a plan. Or you'll always work for somebody that does make a plan. True. And number three, don't drink and drive. You might spill some. Right. Log out.